Hey, this is CW. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast here on corncountry.com. Hey, it's Super Bowl time. That means folks are going to have uh, gathered together and have parties. And when you have a party, you got to fix the drinks, you got to fix the food. And that's why I asked an expert to help me out when planning this year's Super Bowl party. And his name is Big Nick, who is a bartender extraordinaire at the Mint in downtown Franklin. He popped into the uh, Corn Country Studios the other day and Here's our conversation we had regarding Super Bowl parties. Okay, so here with Big Nick from the Mint in uh, beautiful downtown Franklin. We're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl coming up. You know, the Super Bowl, Nick, should almost be, I think the day after should be a national holiday, don't you think? I oh, mean, absolutely. I mean, nobody goes to work the next day, do they? No. Listen, you'd be saving yourself a lot of troubles in business if you just go ahead and plan to be closed that day. Nobody's going to want to be there. Or have the Super Bowl on a Saturday. Right. Have a Super Saturday. Sunday. You know? Right. Absolutely. I don't know. But uh, we got you in here to the Corn Country Studios because um, we want to talk a little bit about Super Bowl parties that folks are going to be having. In your experience being a bartender at the Mint, Let's talk about drinks. What are some famous or most, uh, I guess, uh, popular drinks that folks can enjoy Super Bowl weekend? Well, if you feel like putting the time in, uh, you can always make a good old-fashioned, right? Uh, I, I sling them all the time at the Mint. It's a very popular cocktail with a storied history, right? Uh, and along with that history come variations on the way you can make it. Uh, you can do splash of soda, which is the way we handle it at the Mint, which is based on an old Midwest recipe. You can leave that out. You can use a rye whiskey. You can use a straight bourbon. Uh, you have a lot of different options as far as how you might make that old-fashioned. Um, I'm planning on doing some John Collins's for my Super Bowl party, uh, which there's there's a thousand different Collins cocktails. The John Collins happens to be made with whiskey. Uh, I hate to be you know super particular about that, but I, I, I do work in a whiskey bar. Um, but yeah, those are probably two of my favorites that I'm really going to needle into this year. Well, I'm from Wisconsin, so that's like a national drink there. The old-fashioned. Oh, my goodness. That is a staple there. So, yeah, that's yeah. a great choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nick. So what is the secret to making a great old-fashioned? Um, when it comes to a good old-fashioned, you don't need a lot. Uh, it's a pretty simple arrangement, too. You need four ingredients, maybe. You need whiskey, bitters, simple, uh, and an orange peel, maybe if you feel like being fancy, and you don't need to beat your oranges to death, right? You can take a little bit of the peel, squeeze it over the top of the glass. That's enough to get those uh, oils out of the peel and into the drink. That's enough to give it the orange-ish flavor that you'd like to have. So, Nick, is there is there like a, a cool drink for people who may not like whiskey that they can enjoy? That, I mean, I don't know. They may not like the taste of it, but something that's a little bit more, not as strong. Heresy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean? Was... I mean, there are some people that, that, you know, there's some people that don't like beer, for crying out loud, Well, that, that they don't like the taste of it, but they want something a little bit sweeter. Uh, what do you suggest for, for those folks? No, absolutely. We have a very simple martini at the mint called the Spellbound. Uh, it's equal parts Malibu rum and the hypnotic liqueur, and throw a splash of pineapple juice on top of it. Give it a hard shake, pour it into a glass, and you're good to go. It's fruity. It's simple. You can make them by the, by the bushel basket, and you'll be, you'll be all set. You're going to love it. So, uh, Big Nick, what other concoctions are you thinking about for uh, Super Bowl weekend? Uh, now, this year, I'm also going to make, it's not quite a punch, right? And it's not quite a moonshine, despite the name. Uh, my dad and 
Other people that I've known have been calling apple pie moonshine forever, which is it's not quite moonshine, right? We're not taking it off the still. Uh, but what you can do is take a half gallon of apple juice and a half gallon of apple cider, bring it all over the stove, large pot to a uh, nice rolling boil, throw a cinnamon stick in there, two cups of sugar. Once the sugar's all dissolved, take it off the heat. And then once it cools, add a fifth of Everclear. Stir it. Get it ready to go. It's uh, it's a banger. It's delicious. People love it. God, Keeps I'm, forever. I, you're making me thirsty here. I'm doing my level best, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Big Nick, when you're making these drinks, I, my goodness, does it matter what teams are in the Super Bowl so you can get kind of regional? I mean, like, for instance, if the Niners make it to the Super Bowl, do you get – do you get a drink from California, San Francisco? Or get, does, it, does it matter what teams are in the Super Bowl when it comes to hosting parties and, and drinks? I think that depends on just how classy you want to get, right? Uh, I'm, I'm pulling from my Niners this year. I spent several years when I was a young person living in San Francisco. So I'm looking forward to adding Goldschlager to some cocktails, right? If they, if they make it in, you better believe I'm going to swing by the grocery store and I'll be whipping up a cocktail last minute just for that reason. Right. Uh, but yeah, you can always do something regional. It's, it's always well appreciated, especially for fans of those teams who might appreciate the fact that you put in a little extra effort for them for their cocktails. Right. Okay. Let's talk a little food. Super Bowl parties galore, uh, food galore. Nick, what do you suggest for folks who are hosting a Super Bowl party? Wings. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Wings. Absolutely. Wings. Uh, well, I used to run the Viking bar here in town. How I got started in the industry. And we used to serve wings by the pound. And that was an amazing experience. I brought that recipe home with me. I do it the same way at home that I did it at the bar as best I can, right? Uh, take your wings, toss them in flour and spices. Um, I pick up St. Elmo's steak seasoning. I think it's fantastic. Throw an appropriate amount of that bottle into, I use a brown paper bag with enough flour to coat your wings. Shake them, throw them into the fryer. Um, I always tempt my chicken because I like to be safe. Uh, as long as the interior of the chicken wing comes out 165 degrees Fahrenheit, you're done. Don't do anything else. Don't let them cook any longer than that. You run a risk of them drying out. So you really want to get them right at temperature. Take them out. Toss them in your favorite sauce. Uh, I like a white Carolina sauce, which is actually vinegar-based. It's very, very good. Um, but no, barbecue or hot sauce, whatever whatever is your standard right at home would be fine. But uh, yeah, that brown paper bag, shaking it in the flour and seasonings really makes a big difference. Do you have any favorite sides to go with that, like crackers, cheese? Do you have any uh, other uh, other things that you could su suggest to people, especially a first-time person who's maybe hosting uh, a Super Bowl party for the first time? What advice sure. do you have for them? Uh, well, at the Mint, we make a pimento cheese dip. Uh, you can find a, a thousand pimento recipes online. It's worth noting that pimento melts very well. So you can get a nice melty cheese dip with three or four ingredients. You don't have to try super hard. And then you can run your wheat thins or whatever you happen to pick up through it, and it's going to be delicious. Now, don't run Triscuits through it because Triscuits are terrible, and they're wicker furniture, and nobody has time for that. <laughs> yeah, wheat thins are so much better. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <sighs> well, Big Nick, we talked a lot. Where can folks find you if they have any questions or if they just want to visit with you and talk more about this? Well, come see me at the Mint, right? If for whatever reason you can't get a party put together yourself, I'll be uh, slinging drinks and delicious food at the Mint on Sunday. Come get you a steak. Will you also be available for autographs if yes. they come and see you at the Mint? Absolutely. $5 a piece. <laughs> so when do you work there? Uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, I'm sort of a weekend warrior there. You might catch me on a rogue shift through the week, uh, but the straight job keeps me pretty busy. So I make it down there just on the weekends. 
All right, there he is, the one and only Big Nick joining us on the podcast here today. Sure, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening in right here on corncountry.com.